Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this night. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. We pray for all the teachers, all the volunteers on campus, in every place that call on your name, Lord. We ask, O oh God, that you would do a work in and through your people. Tonight, there's someone who is going through a trial, a test, Lord, a trying of their faith. Lord, help them to work out their soul salvation with fear and trembling. Help them, Lord, as they go through. Bring them out victorious, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the victory in Jesus Christ. We pray, O oh God, that you would give us strength, give us all what we need in and through your word. We pray, O oh God, that you get all the glory and all the praise. We pray you increase, I decrease. Hide me behind your cross, Lord, that they see all of Jesus and none of me. Well, we thank you to this night. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you are going to do in and through our lives. We pray, O oh God, for the unsaved, Lord, that you have saved them, fill them with your Holy Spirit, help them to repent of sin, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We pray, O oh God, that you would strengthen the saints, Lord, tonight. Keep them, Lord, whose mind is stayed on you, Lord. Touch right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you can, please turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. It's a very familiar passage that you guys has either heard about, read about, or uh, re- recited at some point in your life. I love God's Word. It's... It, you know, the simplicity of his word help us to see a little clearer. You know, sometimes people want to philosophize and get all deep. And uh, they ain't go no further than the seashore. They ain't even go out in the deep. You know what I mean? So we want to just look at God's word to grow in his word and to simply apply it to our lives. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. And it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, so he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Tonight I want to lift up the subject priority, the priority to pray, the priority to pray. When we take the time out of our busy schedules to think about the calamity and chaos and confusion that is taking place in the world, in this country, and perhaps in our city, there is a need to pray. 
Many of us have lost sight of the need to pray. When you think about it, many pray less now than they did when grandma or grandpa was alive. We're living in a a day and time in which prayer is almost unheard of. Not even seen, not even demonstrated. Some of us have got our priorities all mixed up. We would rather spend hours on the phone. Amen. We'd rather spend hours watching TV. We'd rather spend hours being entertained than to pray. Do you know the single most essential resource for the believer in Christ is? You know what it is? To pray. To bend our will to his will. You guessed it. It is the priority to pray. Some of us have not learned the importance of a healthy, heartfelt prayer life. When we think about it, without even a show of hands, how many of us pray before we get out the bed? How many of us pray with our spouses, with our children, with our families? I'll stop by to tell you not to browbeat you, but all of us can do better at praying. I'm talking about from the, from the pulpit down to the pew. Why do I say that, preacher? Because my people perish for lack of knowledge. There are so many men of God or so many men of God that would rather entertain than to teach the word. It's because of a lack of prayer life. Prayer moves God. It moves him. It gets his attention. We are so distracted by what is around us that we falter in this area. There's a great hymnal that is sung or used to be sung. And I like to read the lyrics to get our attention. And that great hymnal is entitled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Listen to the lyrics, will you? What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. 
All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Many of us are don't have peace because we don't carry it to God in prayer. Many of us have anxiety and worry because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. We have to put into practice to carry the load to the Lord. I tell you, many of us don't have peace that is promised in the word of God because we haven't truly learned to take it to prioritize prayer on a consistent basis. Child tripping, pray about it. Child not saved, pray about it. Bills due, pray about it. Threats of losing a job, pray about it. Don't know where food's going to come from. Pray about it. Preparing for this sermon. I prayed about it. I tell you, God, he wants all of us to pray about it. And I'm not talking about the, the ain'ts. I'm talking about the saints, those who have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. Those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Those who have repented of sin, received the free gift of salvation. He's calling us to pray about it. We need to make prayer our priority. You know, I tell you, when we think about the Lord Jesus Christ's prayer life, You know, Jesus, the Lord, he made prayer a priority. If you don't believe me, let me, let me share a few scriptures with you. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21, we see Jesus praying at his own baptism before the heavens began to open up. Before the spirit began to fall like a dove and even before his father said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, Jesus prayed. He prayed at his baptism. He prioritized what was the most important thing. That's to bend his will to the father. This is a great reminder for us, even though it's simple in the text, many of us are failing to simply apply the text. Amen. Ain't going to get a lot of amens. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, we see even after Jesus ministers to a leprous Man, even after he, the great multitude heard him and he healed them, you know what Jesus did? 
the Bible says that Jesus withdrew from the crowd in order to pray. He didn't get consumed with the popularity of the people. He focused his attention and priority on praying to the Father. Now, if Jesus focused his priority in prayer, what about us? Are we better than Jesus? I'll tell you, many of us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, have to commit to this one thing. Jesus even reminded us that he wanted his house to not be a den of thieves, but a house of prayer. He didn't prioritize about uh, collecting money, being popular, but he prioritized prayer in his life. Many of us are challenged today. Some of us are going to be going to college. Pray about it. When you're taking your exam in class, pray about it. I recall running cross country. Uh, you know, I used to run cross country in, in the ninth grade. And I remember running. It was at Pierce College in California, running up a hill. Three, it was three miles. And uh, it was these two guys from Palisades, you know, rival high school. And they was ahead of me. The majority of the crowd was behind me. And as I began to run right past one of them, I felt some water coming down my arm. You know what it was? It was blood. I had got cut on my arm, which I can show you later. And the first thing came to my mind was I thought about the Lord. Thank God. I told those two young men, I said, listen, man, we can fight or we can be fair. It's two against one. Y'all should beat me. And as I stated that to them, I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, give me the strength to smoke these dudes. <laughs> you know, I just talked to the Lord like he's my friend. And I tell you, that day, with the help of the Lord, sweat, heat, pain, struggle, out of breath, I, I conquered, overcame that trial and won. It wasn't about getting 1856 in three miles, breaking a school record. It wasn't about that because I didn't know I broke the record when I was running, engaged. It was about me focusing on God and him alone and everything, no matter what I'm faced with. Many of us, many of our marriages are on the brink because we have not made prayer a priority. Pray about it. Wife tripping, pray about it. Put it in God's hand. Husband tripping, pray about it. Child lazy ain't doing their chores, pray about it, but also give them some good amen. 
But it starts in prayer, right? It starts in prayer because we have the right, have the right attitude to speak the truth in love. Got to be a witness. You know, Jesus, when we look at his life, he practiced what he preached. He's the best preacher. He's the good shepherd. I tell you, he demonstrated to his disciples what to do. On another occasion in Luke chapter 9, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain. You know, the mountain transfiguration. Why did he take them up the mountain? Was it to talk? Was it to socialize? To gossip? To sleep? To kick it? No. I'll tell you why he took them up the mountain. He took them up the mountain to pray. It just so happened they seen Elijah in Moses. But he took them up the mountain to pray. To show them the priority of prayer. In Luke chapter 1, 11, verse 1, notice what it says. It says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. In a certain place. It's almost as if Jesus, he had an appointed place, very familiar to him and his disciples where he would pray. He made it a habit in his heart. He didn't pray repetitious prayer like the hypocrites do. He prayed a heartfelt prayer in the same place that he had once been before. I like that because it reminds us that we need some consistency in our lives. Jesus demonstrated a consistent prayer life. And then it says, after he prayed, when he stopped, it says that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. Now, for you Bible scholars, John is, he's, he's been beheaded. He's gone. He's, he's out of the picture. John, a great prophet, great preacher. But look at the last words about John and Luke. This was a praying brother. This brother taught his disciples how to pray. So you ask me, why in the world are we talking about prayer today? If it's good for Jesus, if it's good for John, it's good for me. It should be good for us to pray. We do so much in our daily lives, daily schedules, but how much do we devote to prayer? Now, we all know how much we pray. We all know we need to pray a little more. And some of us need to begin to pray. But God is calling us 
to have a consistent prayer life, to make prayer a priority. You know, the disciples seen over and over and over again how Jesus made prayer a priority. You say, where do you get that from? Because it's in a certain place. Familiar. Where's your certain place? It could be in a closet. It could be at the park. Do you have one? If you don't, I challenge you. Still away. Away from the kids. Away from the wife. Away from the husband. Away from the challenges of this world. And still away to pray. Prioritize to pray. You may have a husband that work overseas uh, uh, or that work out of town for two and a half years. My wife and I were living in two different states. I would come home once a month. For those who know, you guys know, God kept us two and a half years faithful. You know what we did? We went to praying all the time. I struggle with temptation. Guess what? Honey, I need prayer. Let's pray. We prioritize prayer in our life, not for me to cheat on my wife in California, but so I can get home. God made a way. He kept our marriage. We've been married 23 years by the grace of God. Been together since 12. I'm 43. But all through prayer. We started off with prayer. Twelve years old, we'd be on the phone all night, you know, flirting with each other. You know how you do. But you can best believe before we got off the phone, we prayed, even at 12. We prioritize prayer because we've seen the importance of prayer in our life because too many people in our lives was getting smoked, shot, stabbed. Murder. Dysfunctional families. Mother getting beat up, jumped on by my stepdad. We prayed. My wife lost her mom. The Lord's game, but her loss at age 13. We prayed. She found her mom died of an aneurysm. Now you might ask, When she found her, what posture was she in? I'll tell you, she was in prayer. In prayer, stretched out. Even my wife's mother, as she was dying, prioritized prayer to the Father. What a testimony. God is calling us to pray, to prioritize prayer in our lives. There are at least three key principles we are to learn concerning the priority of prayer for you note takers. Number one, number one, the direction of prayer, the direction of prayer. Number two, the devotion of prayer, the devotion of prayer. And number three, the desire of prayer, the desire of prayer. Number one, the direction of prayer found in verse two, the A portion. Look at what it says. It says, so Jesus said to them, 
When you pray, now this is not the Lord's prayer. This is a model prayer. He's teaching them how to pray. He said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven. Let's stop right there. This directs our attention in prayer to the Father, to God the Father. And it directs our attention not only to who, but to where. Where is the Father? In heaven. You know, he sits high, but he looks low. God the Father sees everything that's going on. You know, there's no heaven above the Father. Our prayer should be directed to the Father. Why should it be directed to the Father? Because it speaks of relationship. Relationship. If you're not saved, you can't talk to the Father. But if we say we can call him our Father, you know, a lot of people say, you know, we all God's children. No, 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 no. Scripture don't teach that. Scripture does not teach that. Even Jesus, he told some of them people, say, you are of the devil, which is your father. Why? Because their will was not bent to do the will of, a, of the heavenly father. Not everybody who come to church is saved. Not everybody who leave out of church is going to be saved. You know why? Because God cannot change our mind. It's a whosoever will. You know, in order for God to change our hearts, guess what we got to do? We have to change our mind. I'm going to say it one more time. In order for God to change our hearts, we have to change our mind. We have to change the way we think. We have to decide to what? To die to self. I like prayer because uh, it takes the attention off of us and it puts it where it needs to be. <laughs> it needs to be all on the Father. I don't care what chaos, calamity, craziness going on in your life. When you focus on the Father... You ain't got no time to be worrying about nothing. Oh, he gives us peace. He gives us blessed assurance. He empowers us. He strengthens us when we focus our prioritized prayer. Not only is uh, our prayer directed to the Father, which speaks of him, it says, hallowed be your name. What does that speak of? That speak of his righteousness. That speaks of his nature, who he is. It speaks of him being what? Set apart. There ain't nobody holy like our God. He set apart. He wants us who have a relationship with him, who got our sight on him, to what? 
to acknowledge that he's set apart. He's holy. We can't approach him like he he don't matter. Oh, yes, he matters. He's holy. We need to honor his name. How do we honor his name? I'm glad you asked. We honor his name by bending to his will. Not only should we be, uh, our prayers be devoted to him because of his name, his nature, all-knowing, all-powerful. He's holy. Look at the desire of prayer. It says, your kingdom come. When children are born into the world, is man kingdom. They got iitis. They're on the throne. Some of us adults are still like children. I, me, and mine. But notice what Jesus teaches. He said, when you pray, say, our. You know, God, he, he don't got only one child. You know, the preacher can't think that he's the only child of God. That means that all of us can get a prayer through if we hooked up to Christ. It says that in the priority of prayer, we should have a desire of prayer. Our desire is for him to reign, to rule. When we pray, it ain't about so much uh, coming up with a grocery list of things we want. It's all about his will. What he wants. It's all about what he wants. Notice, if you will, let's look at... uh, Verse 3, it says, give us day by day our daily bread. That's a present need. Notice it and say, give us tomorrow's daily bread. Many of us, it's okay to plan, but all we be focused on tomorrow instead of today. God will meet our needs today. Daily. One snapshot. Stop trying to make a movie out of your life. How about today? Have you prayed today? Have you read your Bible today? Have you applied the word today? I'm going to do it tomorrow. Many of us say that. I'm going to do it. Tomorrow's not promised. When we pray, God will meet our needs on a daily basis. On a daily basis. On this day. And then it says, And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. It's not that God will forgive us and it's 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 a it's an agreement. God has already forgiven us in the past, right? We shall allow the Holy Spirit to work on our heart to forgive in the present, right now. 
Some of us are holding bitterness in our heart toward a sister, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, mother, brother. You know, we tripping. When we are. When we don't forgive, it poisons us. It destroys our relationship with the Lord. God has already forgiven us by the blood of Jesus. And he's forgiven us greatly, might I add. So he gives us our daily bread, which is our present need, and and he gives us forgiveness, which is for our past sin. And notice what it says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. When you look at this word temptation, everybody turn to James chapter one. Turn to James chapter one. I'm almost done. James chapter one. James chapter one. Verse one, it says, James, a bond servant or a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad. Greetings. Verse two, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete Lacking nothing. God don't want us to lack. You see that word trial in verse two? The word temptation in Luke and the word trial is the same word. They so similar. It's the same. A temptation is when Satan wants to wants us to fail. A trial is when the Lord wants us to succeed. God will allow a temptation to roll up on us in order for we, us to pass the trial. God sees it as a, as a trial. Satan sees it as a temptation. But guess what? We already got the victory. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God wants us all to pass the test that he has before us. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. He wants us to grow, to mature into the image of his son. So when Jesus, back in Luke, so when Jesus says, and do not lead us into temptation, God don't lead us into temptation, but he allows us to be tempted. You know, Jesus was tempted. You know that, right? In every which way, yet without what? Sin. Jesus was tempted. 40 days, 40 nights in the wilderness. Tempted. But Jesus shows us how to pass or go through a temptation to pass a test. When he would get tried by the enemy, what did he say? It is written. It is written. It is written. 
Many of us, we don't prioritize prayer because we haven't been reading what is written. What is written? What is written? Many of us have forsaken prayer because we haven't been applying what is written, what is written, what is written. You know, we can fool one another, you know, have a big old Bible, you know, come to church. It ain't about that. It ain't about that. It's about having a heart bent to the Lord, being honest, being humble. Then it says, deliver us from the evil one. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 12. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Therefore... Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your girded waist with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, is, which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Here we go. Did it stop there? No period. It's a colon. Praying always. What? What? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We got to pray always. Did it say sometime in your Bible? Always. Always. Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Notice what this say. Then he spake a parable to them that men ought to always pray and not faint, not lose heart. Prayer is a priority, saints. If you have been neglecting prayer, I'll just stop by to tell you. Get in where you fit in. Get your pray on. Pray to the Lord. He want to hear you. He's the only one that wants our attention. He wants us to, to pray to him. You know, in the Old Testament, we can close up. In the Old Testament, they have what is called the altar of incense. You know, when you read in Revelation, you know, the altar of incense was a box of acacia wood or gopher wood overlaid with gold. And you know where they put the altar of incense? It was before the holies of holies. <laughs> the altar of incense represents the prayers of the saints. 
when you check the working in Luke, when Zacharias, when it was his turn, you know, John the Baptist's parents, you know, Elizabeth and Zacharias, they both was from a priestly tri uh, tribe. It was his turn to serve the altar incense. You know what the people was doing outside the temple when he was serving in the temple? Before the altar of incense, you know, they was praying. The multitude outside was praying and the man of God, Zacharias, he was praying on the inside. Before a holy God. Y'all do know, and I'm out. The veil is torn from top to bottom. Guess what? Full access. <laughs> we don't need no priests. You ain't got to be popular. All you got to do is be a child of God. And you can pray. Stop neglecting, if this apply to you, your prayer life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your grace, your mercy, and your love. We thank you for Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We pray, oh God, you would help us all to prioritize prayer. To seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. We pray, oh God, that we have a mind, a heart that's bent towards your will and not our will. We pray, oh God, that we thank you for the reminder that you are on the throne and you in control. No matter what we're going through, Lord, we can cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by supplication and prayer, make your request known. Oh, God, we know that we got the promise if we just pray. We got the promise that we have the peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions, would like to request prayer, or want more information about our church, how you can experience the love and hope of Jesus Christ in your life, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org.